Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We're going to talk about the Seattle series. Going into it, Seattle, 14-game winning streak. They didn't have to play Thursday. We spoke about this on the last episode. Houston had to play a doubleheader against the Yankees on Thursday and then travel to Seattle overnight. Advantage Seattle. And we had Rikidi, who's not very good on the road. That's what I want to talk about. First, let's bring in Tom. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good evening, sir. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Another beautiful day, another beautiful weekend to be an Astros fan. It is, isn't it? Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, everybody already knows, right? You're listening to this. The Astros sweep the Mariners. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And that's after they beat the Yankees in a doubleheader on Thursday. That's five wins in four days against one of the best teams. And then the team with the best record. I just read this right now. The best record in the last 25 games. So, you got to be feeling pretty good now, right? Absolutely. I mean, statements made, you can't say enough about these Astros being able to handle business against the Yankees. A lot was made of that series. You know, the Yankees were going to be motivated to prove something. You know, the Astros, they were going to have, you know, not their their, their full loaded complement of players. You didn't know what you're going to get from Jordan. They were able to weather that storm, get it done. And then, like you said, on short rest, turn around and go play a well-rested ball club that had everything to play for, riding high off a 14-game win streak in their building, packed house, had every excuse to come out and play well. And the Astros, you know, business as usual, you know, took their took their lunch pail, went to work, and got it done. I don't know if it was the manager of the Yankees, and he mentioned something about October mattering, and this was just July. That's what they all say, right? When they're when they lose, they wouldn't have said that if they would have won. <laughs> it was interesting. They interviewed him, and you know, he was saying, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but I, I the snippet that I took from it that I just loved. He's like, you know, eventually we're gonna have to slay that dragon if we get that chance. And just the 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 no the acknowledgement that the Astros are a dragon, you know, that they are the monster that you must slay is just the ultimate respect for me. And the other thing I want to bring up, did you see that tweet from some Seattle fan about we're going to fill the park up, we're going to, uh, you know, they can't stop us all. I think he was kind of like, let's harass these guys. Let's say what we want to say. Let's, you know, they did sell out all the games and they did get loud and they were an amazing crowd. I'll give them that. But then after they lose the first two games, people are, you know, saying update. You know, they're calling them on it. They're, you know, they got their receipts ready. And then he makes up this lame excuse that he's just doing it to make a meme. He's doing, he, he said all that just to get a reaction. He's a liar. And Brett Boone, it's, it, it's funny, right? These guys wouldn't have said that if things went the other way. 
No, absolutely not. They would have came back with a totally different tune. It would have been, you know, this was important for us as a team to be able to, you know, you know, prove that we're, you know, able to do what it is that we say we're going to do. You know, they would have said all kinds of different things that would have, you know, boosted the the morale in the clubhouse and whatnot. In the end, you know, the Af- like 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 the one guy from Detroit said, the Astros are inevitable. Yeah. Another thing I want to bring up is the uh, Seattle. They have their all-star rookie who was in the home run derby, and I guess he tweaked his wrist doing the home run home run derby. So what do you think? I mean, are you happy? Because Jordan was out today, and his wrist was sore. Aren't, aren't you glad he didn't do the home run derby? I know because, you know, I, I want to see Jordan win the MVP, and I feel like, like I said before, and I'll stand by what I said, that the more you can so showcase Jordan Alvarez to the the casual fans, not the not the purists, the better chance you're gonna he's gonna get the recognition he deserves at the end. I mean, like like I said before, Judge has got the entire state of New York and Sports Center and MLB. The Astros beat him the other day, seven to five, and the only thing that came from Sports Center was the three run bomb the Judge hit. So you yeah. can tell where the where the the bread is being buttered, so to speak. So I mean, I feel like. That's one more thing that Jordan has to overcome. So I would have rather seen him hit. Uh, I'm glad that he didn't. Uh, I, you know, I hope that, you know, the kid for Seattle's okay. But I think that that gave Pena the, the motivation to go out and do what he did today. All right, let's get to Friday's game with the Astros tired. The Astros traveling after a, a doubleheader, which we already mentioned, and Jose Arquiti. This was a game me and you were kind of like, you know, I guess we'll let you have this one and we'll just win the other two with the big boys, like Dusty said, right? I mean, we weren't expecting much. No, not at all. Uh, it's well documented that Arkady's got like a 10 ERA and three starts against Seattle. That was his kryptonite. You know, they just see him well or whatever the case may be. This was a different Arkady. He pitched really well. Uh, commanded the zone, went deep into the game, and, you know, they were able to feed off that energy. Did you hear, I think it was Saturday. I know it was Friday. They meant, It was either Friday or when Justin Verlander was pitching on Saturday, but they mentioned on the broadcast, they actually gave Urquidy's run support numbers. And it was like seven something. He, he gets seven games, seven runs a game run support. The guy, I mean, we'll get to it in a minute. He's nine and four. He's got his ER under three, though, so he did really good. So let's get into it. Top of the first, what way to way to way to start it out? Jose Jose Altuve leadoff home run, 18th homer of the year. Alvarez solo home run in the fourth. Martin, get your get my catcher's name out of your mouth. Maldonado, 10th homer of the year, three to zero, and then Alvarez had a sack fly, brought in Altuve, and we're up four to zero. After five innings, I'm feeling good. How about you, buddy? Absolutely. I mean, obviously you worry about, you know, being able, like you said, coming in on tired legs, having to travel, being able to get the offense going. You kind of know what the pitching staff's going to do. They've been phenomenal over the last two months, but you just didn't know what kind of uh, offense you were going to see. And for Altuve, the guy that we've said before, kind of stirs the drink to start it off with a home run, just really kind of got the momentum going the way they needed to go. So I don't know if I said this, but at top of the six, Myers had an RBI single, and that made it five to zero. So they're up five after five and a half, and then they finally get on the board 
Ty France with a solo home run off Rikidi makes it five to one. And then things get interesting. Phil Maton comes in in the eighth inning, gives up a single, a walk, a pop out, and another walk, and they take him out. What is wrong with Phil Maton? I don't know. He hasn't been right all season. He's been really hit or miss. I think that this series, like like we've been saying for the last you know couple of weeks, really identifies that the bullpen is not a sure thing. You, you feel pretty confident about what you're going to get from your rotation. You feel pretty confident about what you're going to get from this offense, especially if some of the other guys, you know, uh, Diaz, Dubon, Myers at the bottom are able to do something, right? It's it's the, the bullpen is always like, you, you feel really good about Presley. I think you feel really good about Mar, uh, Montero, but anybody, and Stanek too as well, but anybody yeah. in between there, you kind of like, oh boy, here we go. The big thing for, about that is that Stanek had to come in, and he did a, an amazing job. I mean, he did – I think he gave up a – he walked somebody. He walked a, a guy in, and that made it 5-2, to two and you're sh- – you know, it's like, oh, no. These guys can't throw strikes. But then he gets one of the most amazing plays of the year. The line out, Pena jumps like a, a 100 feet in the air and grabs this thing and – that was a huge play, but two things you can you can speak on right now. Pena's catch, and then the fact that Maton, with his performance, forced the Astros to use Stanek and Naris when they really only wanted to use one of them in Friday's game and one in Saturday. So how big was that catch? I mean, what would have happened? That was that was a big catch. It would have made the game very tight. It would have made it would have turned a lot of those innings into leverage innings. You know, the, the 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 flexibility that Dusty doesn't have in the bullpen is really evident, right? So he has the same confidence that we feel he has the same confidence. Montero, Stanek, Presley, everybody else, he doesn't know what he's going to get. And it's just like he's hoping to have to, to be able to spread those guys out because he doesn't want to use them back to back to back. Naris as well. I, I didn't mention Naris. But that's the scary thing about this 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 squad is that with that bullpen, you don't feel good until you get to eighth inning, ninth inning, and then then you're like, okay, we can breathe. Yeah. So, and, and another, I mean, with the Pena catch, the inning still wasn't even over. And the Stanek gets the big strikeout, and he's pumped. He strikes out rally. And then Naris comes in the ninth inning, no runs and one hit. He picks up his first save of the year. That's kind of shocking. I thought maybe he's had a chance to pick up at least one save. So Naris is normally the first guy of the bullpen. So that's why he's never the safe guy. Literally, it's your starters getting you six, seven, you know, whatever. And then Naris comes in and then Stanek and then Montero and then Presley. I know I've seen Naris pitch the ninth inning, but maybe it was when we when it wasn't a safe situation. Right? Yeah, yeah, tie game. But Urquidy, six innings, four hits and one run. A great game, especially, you know, under the pressure that we had. Uh, going against a team with a 14-game winning streak, traveling from Houston after a doubleheader. I'm sure it didn't bother him as much because he didn't play in those games, but he had two walks and three strikeouts. Picks up the win. He's 9-4. and four. His ERA is now under four at 393. Maton pitched horribly. Altuve, three for five with two runs scored. And Alvarez, one for two with a walk, and he had two RBIs. Kyle Tucker was the only starter without a hit how surprised are you about that 
part of me is and part of me isn't. Obviously, Tucker's one of the best bats in our lineup, and you never you never think that he's not going to get his, right? The other side of that coin is that he was the only position player that played in the All-Star game, so he's probably on some tired legs. I totally expect Dusty in the next few games to give him the, the night off somewhere just because, you know, played up until the All-Star break, All-Star break, and then every game out the shoot. So the Astros had five runs on 10 hits, which is very, very good. And they only they were only one for six with runners in scoring position, and they still managed to win. Besides the Maton inning, I mean, it was a really good game by the Astros. They left five men on base. They, you know, the, the Mariners had a 14-game win streak, and now the Astros are, are, you know, giving them a chance to start a new streak, and that's how many games can they lose. Uh, Saturday, JV Day, it's always exciting. We kind of thought that this would be the, the day that we end their streak. Top of the fourth, I just mentioned it, and then he comes right out in the fourth inning, RBI double. Kyle Tucker brings in Alvarez. Yuli Gurriel with an RBI double brought in Tucker. Astros up early, two to zero. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Santana had a solo home run off of uh, Justin Verlander to get him on the board, and that made it two to one. And then in the bottom of the seventh, JV had two guys on and uh, two outs. And it was pretty, it was getting pretty scary because he was, I think he was already over 100 pitches, right? So that that was a pretty nerve wracking moment and a pretty big moment. And what do you think about the, the, uh, what do you call it? The show of excitement, or I can't even figure out how to word that, but his reaction. To what he did, that he doesn't normally do that as you know, he does, he does, but not that huge. Right, right, right. And I think, you know, there's there's two things at play, right? Obviously, to get out of that inning with the lead, with a chance to win another game. But the fact that he had that velocity with him that late in the game, you know, I think he had two pitches of 99. I mean, that's that's definitely, you know, you're all the way back. Obviously, he's been, you know, coming back off this injury and everything is a hey, how do you feel? Hey, what do you think? Hey, how are, how is things progressing? When you hit 99, the end of the seventh, uh, you know, the seventh inning with runners in square position to get that, that final out, that, that's saying something. And I think he expressed it. You know, that's really yeah. saying that, hey, I'm all the way back. Yeah, he was unloading. He, he was just letting every um, ounce of energy that he had left after uh, Santana hit that solo home run. And it was only two to one at that time. So it was a huge, huge moment. We do have the depleted bullpen, but in the bottom, I mean, the top of the eighth, Altuve scored from third on a wild pitch. They weren't they weren't able to get more, uh, but the bullpen shut them down, and we end up winning three to one. JV does not get the run support, or I don't, his record would probably be fourteen and zero if he had Jose Urquidy's run support. Uh, seven innings, four hits, and one run, two walks, and nine strikeouts, thirteen wins, buddy, thirteen wins on the season. And uh, nine strikeouts. Mashinsky pitched an inning. He looked good. And then going back to the ninth inning, I tweeted out, it's magic man time, because that's what I call Seth Martinez. You know I'm a big fan. And they put a Brayu out there. And he can't throw strikes. And I believe he, the first two pitches he threw were balls. I, I think that's what happened, right? And I was pretty nervous. How about you? Every time. I look, I, I, I know – there's a large, a brave following. And I understand it. You know, he's got electric stuff. It's just, I just don't have faith in the command. 
like you said, comes out of the gate throwing balls. And it's like, if he can just have the confidence to throw strikes, his stuff plays. It's not a question of whether or not he has the stuff to get major league batters out. I think he puts himself in bad spots and then people kind of sit on him a little bit. And, you know, then he becomes predictable. So when they brought a Bray, obviously I was, I was not looking forward to that. That that's yeah. always that that's for me of all the guys they bring in. He's the one where I'm, I'm holding my breath the most. I think the first hitter he faced, I believe he had three balls and then he popped out to center field. So, you know, you don't want to lead, you don't want to lead the first runner of your inning on base. You don't want to let him on base with a walk. That's not ever a good way to start. He actually didn't walk anybody. He had one strikeout and he also picked up his first save of the year. Jake Myers, two for three. The Astros had three runs on seven hits, one for nine and with runners in scoring position, and they left six on base. So not quite the offensive output or key he got, but still the Astros win. And the Mariners, like I said, they have a new streak, two losses in a row. Can we add another one on? Today it was Framber Valdez, top of the first. What can you say? Jose Altuve, leadoff home run. And today was the first pitch of the game, right? Absolutely. Fr- Friday's wasn't, but this one was the first pitch of the game. Home run 19, one to zero Astros. And then Pena goes back to back. Home run, two to zero. They interview Altuve after the game, and he says something about it's always nice to set the pace for the guys, set the. And he goes, but I think Pena's home run was better. What a teammate. What a humble guy. He's the best. It's, it's, it's amazing if anybody, and obviously a lot of these other fans don't care what he says or don't, don't think about it. But if, if anybody took five minutes to listen to this guy, he is the most humble, caring, you know, loves his team, will put everybody in front of him. You know, you can't say enough things about the human being that Altuve is. Forget the ball player, just the, just the guy, like, he could have beat his chest all he wanted to, and nobody would have batted an eye because he earned every bit of it, you know. But the fact that he thought about Pena just shows what kind of guy he is, and it, he's a great teammate. He's going to go down as one of the best teammates ever. I don't think there's a teammate out there that has a dirty thing to say about Altuve at all. Top of the second, Dubon with an RBI double. I said Dubon with a double, and that's very fun to say. Three to zero, brought in Diaz, Maldonado. Added again with an RBI single, four to zero, brought in Chaz. And then Altuve, an RBI single, brought in Dubon. Astros up five to zero. Top of the third, Yuli scored on a Chaz force out. We are up six to zero after three innings. No scoring till the bottom of the seventh when Haggerty had a two run triple. That made it six to three. Crawford had an RBI double. That made it six to three. But my man. Martin Maldonado had a two-run single. That made it 8-3, to three, and that sort of put it away. Insurance runs. But bottom of the eight, Toro, who doesn't play much, doesn't play much at all, had a two-run homer off of the Magic Man, Seth Martinez. You know, he came in in the seventh. He came in the seventh inning when someone else was in trouble, and... uh who was in? I can't remember. Oh, it's Framber. He finished the inning for Framber. And I was like, way to go, buddy. That's the magic, man. Then he gets up with that two run homer. And I'm pretty sad, but that was it. Eight to five. That was the final score. No scoring in the ninth. Framber Valdez, six and two thirds innings, eight hits, three runs, and a walk, eight strikeouts, 274. He's now nine and four. Pitcher of the series. 
it's going to be a tough competition. That's three good outings. That's three good starts. Seth Martinez, two-thirds of an inning, one hit and two runs, two walks. That's not very Seth Martinez-like. But his ERA is 195, so he's still still pretty awesome. Montero, two-thirds of an inning and a strikeout. And we get our closer, Ryan Presley, back. One inning, no hits, no runs, save number 20. How'd it feel to get Presley back? What do you think about Seth? And what about these starting pitchers? So you can't say enough about the starting pitchers. They've been lights out. They've been lights out for the better part of two months. It's just been really, really awesome as a fan to be able to know or feel like you know that your starter is just going to go six innings. I mean, literally, we expect it now. We're, we're spoiled. Uh, Seth Martinez has been so good. I think, like like you said, you know, the, the second inning coming back, you know, the, there's been two times recently where he's came back for a second appearance and he hasn't got there yet for whatever reason. He's, I think all I think all three times he's given up runs, it's his second inning of work. Even though and, he didn't throw a full inning, he had to go in there and come out and go back in. So I don't know, maybe just leave him leave him in there for one inning. Yeah, there's some guys that are just like that, uh, especially like like Toro, for example. Toro hits the the crap out of the Astros every time he plays against them. He always plays well. He always hits them. It's just a nemesis. So I'm not going to put too much stock in the fact that he got a hold of Seth. You know, he's extra motivated. So, um, but Presley, Presley's now up to 30 consecutive guys uh, retired in a row, I think. Yeah, it was 27. Now it's 30. So, so, I mean, amazing stuff by him. You know, that's literally the definition of unhittable. These pitchers have been great. And it's been, you know, something that they've leaned on, leaned on when the offense hasn't been performing. You know, they've had great pitching. They kept him in every ball game. My picture right. of the series, if you were looking for that, is Arkady. And and, and the reason being is because the same numbers that we talked about, I guarantee you he knew them. I guarantee you Seattle knew them. You know, they know they, they, they have his number or had his number. So for him to come in with them riding that that 14-game win streak and just absolutely put the brakes on him was huge. And then I, I feel like also, too, you know what you're going to get from Justin. You know what you're going to get from Framber. Dusty knew what he was going to get from them. We didn't know what we were going to get from Urquidy. And the fact that he was able to do it, that's my picture of the series. You know what you remind me of? What's that? I'm, I'm going to tell you something that I have. I may not have spoken about on this podcast before. But when I was in high school, I was in swimming. And every time we went to a swim meet, I always won all my races. Always. And then when we went back to, when we went back to school on Monday... The coach had like little medals that said swimmer of the meat. And I never got one. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. Why don't I ever get it? Like I win every race. I've, I've never gotten swimmer of the meat. That's what it was called. Swimmer. Of the, I never get it. Just because some guy gets third place and gets his best time of the year. He gets it. And I'm out my senior year. I won my first 27 races. I was 27 and oh, I never got a medal. I never got anything. But, and that's what I'm saying. You can't not give Justin Verlander picture of the series because you expect that out of him. But I agree with you. <laughs> All right. No, no, I don't think that Justin did privilege poorly or, or he wasn't my picture of the series in the past. I think your coach failed you there. You should have won it probably about four or five times somewhere, especially out the gate. If you were it that have been, high. How fun would it be for the other guys, though, looking back as an adult? Oh, he, he gets it again. Because they had a, a banquet at the end of the year, and I always got a big plaque for that. 
But anyway, going back to the to the stats of the other the last game, Altuve went two for five with two RBIs, and Diaz went two for three. Maldonado two for four with three RBIs. The Astros had eight run on twelve hits, five for twelve runners in scoring position. They left five on base. Going back to pitcher of the series. The, the thing about Justin Verlander is this. He got in trouble in his last inning of work, and he got himself out of it. And that's huge. But Urquidy didn't get in any trouble. Urquidy had six good innings. So I'm gonna, I'm, I am going to go with that. I mean, he did have run support out the Quahilas, but uh, I'm going to give it to him. So let's go ahead and do... I actually wrote my players of the series on paper and I put JV, but you, you talked me into picking her key. Well, no, see, now I feel bad. I think you should pick JV because JV is you, right? He's that horse. So you should, you should run with your horse. I'll be the, I'll be the old, sorry, coach that just picks the, the he had one game. run on nine strikeouts or one run on three strikeouts and, and uh, Verlander pitched one more inning, but, but you're looking at, like you said, I mean, you talked me into it. They're on the road. He's not very good on the road. I don't know. It's kind of like the old the old high school thing here. I'm going with JV. I wrote JV. I'm going with JV. <laughs> Sounds good. You should have let me go first so you don't change my mind. Have we ever changed each other's minds before? There's been a couple of times where I thought one way and then you wrote something or you, you started <laughs> breaching stats. I'm like, ooh, something yeah. that I didn't think about. So, yeah, you've definitely changed my mind once or twice. I'm almost willing to bet. How much money though? You ten dollars? Are we even? <laughs> no, I yet? think we're even. I think. I think okay, we're actually, even. Yeah, if yeah, if I did owe you money, I would bet that your position player of the series is Jose Altuve. You'd be wrong. What? <laughs> I got to hear who you're picking here. Who would you it's pick? A, it's it's Maldi. It's Maldi. It's got to be Machete. And I'll tell you why. Because I'll tell me why. The we we talked about the lineup, right? There's guy like Altuve is the guy that stirs a drink. He said he hit the two homers, yes, but to get the the insurance runs that we talked about in the last game, to to get the the, the RBI single to make it what was it five or six or whatever, those are critical runs that if it's if it's a tighter game, you just don't know. You expect you know great things from Jose Altuve. You expect great things from Jordan, Kyle Tucker. When you when you get those great things from Maldi, Myers, Diaz. J.J. Matichevic, you've got to recognize him. Yeah. We've done that before. We gave it to J.J. Matichevic or somebody. Like, they only played one game and we gave it to them. So, it's your award. You give it to whoever you want, however you feel. But I'm giving it to Altuve. Two leadoff home runs, got everything started. I mean, Maldonado is, is a good pick, too. And I, I... And prepared today. Okay. Martin Maldonado, last seven games, eight RBIs. Last 15 games, 12 RBIs. Last 15 games, he's hitting 244 with a 306 on base percentage. That's not great for a hitter, but it's great for Martin Maldonado. And it's great. The Astros have survived for years without having a catcher that can hit for years. So. No, you're right. I agree. And it's funny because, like, we had come to expect it, right? 
So anything you get from the catcher spot is just gold, found gold. So yeah. the fact that Maldi is over here producing right now, I feel like there's going to be times when Altuve is asked to carry the load, and we're going to recognize him accordingly. But right now, if Maldi's going to give us this gold, that, that's where I'm coming from. That, and I know it's your guy. So I, 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 I love Martin Maldonado. I know you do. <laughs> he's pa- I think he's past uh, Yuli Gurriel as my favorite player, just because this is what he did last year. You know, he doesn't have to hit 300, but he hits home runs. He hit. He gets RBIs in big situations, or like you said, insurance runs. He does stuff. He doesn't have to hit 300. You know, you you look at uh, someone like Brantley. He hits 308, but he doesn't get RBIs. He doesn't. You know what I mean? He of course. What's it? What what good is it to have a 308 batting average if you're not bringing anybody in? Well, I would argue that it's very important. Because it, is important. Like, it is important. It is important. But it's where he's at in the lineup, right? So where he becomes the run producer if he's batting three, four, five, as opposed to where he's on base setting the table so that Maldi can drive them in, so that Altuve can drive them in. I don't I don't take anything away from what Uncle Mike does because he's just 308 and he's not 308 with 60 RBIs. I appreciate the whole unit as a whole going, okay, if everybody moves the line along, it's all going to look good at the end. Of course. Of course you want somebody. But I'm just saying, if you compare the two and you're like, well, look at look at this guy. He's hitting 300 mm-hmm. and this guy's only hitting 164. Yeah, but he's driving in runs. It, they're both important. Absolutely. But, I mean, you can't look down on someone for not hitting 300 because he's producing. If you get true, one hit, true. if you get one hit every six at bat, but you're driving a run in, he has 12 RBIs in the last 15 games. That's big. It's very big. Oh, yeah. All right, you ready to do some fair or foul, buddy? We did. We already did players of the series. We're not missing anything, are we? No, sir, I don't think so. Let's we already got that. We already got that little warning from Free Zoom, so we got to move to fair or foul. We've got Star Wars, some fashion questions, and a couple of baseball. One of them might not be a baseball question, but it is, and we'll do that right after this. All right, folks, we are back with five all-new fair fouls. And sometimes I take the time, because I, I write them down in order, and then I change the order so that they'll flow. But I'm sticking with what I wrote, because we're crunched for time here. All right, number one, I had to text you and ask you if you watched the Star Wars shows. And I'll tell you this, the uh, I can't even think of what it's called now. Obi-Wan? What was the, no, the other one. Boba Fett. The other one. Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Mandalorian was awesome. I watched the first episode, and I I told the guys at work, like, I'm not watching this. It's horrible. And he's like, keep watching it. Just watch one more. And I watched it. I was like, okay, it's really good. All right, so before I tell the rest of my story, fair or foul, I just finished Obi-Wan. Fair or foul, Obi-Wan is better than Boba Fett. Oh, fair, fair. I mean, they they both have their own roles to play, but I mean to bring in the the to bridge the gap between what happened after three. You know, I don't want to spoil too much. You know, to to kind of put a bow, a bow on the whole Vader thing and stuff like that. I I loved Obi Wan. It was great. I say super foul. I couldn't even finish Boba Fett. I mean, fair, fair. Obi Wan's better. Oh. 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. My bad, my bad. Obi-Wan is way better, so it's super fair. If I said super foul, I apologize. I watch Boba Fett, and then The Mandalorian shows up for two episodes. What am I watching here? Why is it The Mandalorian? I just, I could, I mean, Obi-Wan came on, and I watched it, and I never, I mean, I, I stopped. But I'm saying, like, whenever I had free time, I watched it. I watched it till I was done. Boba Fett, I don't even know where I'm at because I don't even care about it. I don't even have the I don't even have the desire to go back and finish it. It's tough. You gotta be you gotta be a real nerd. I, and I watched it all the way through. I am you know, a big t- nerd, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not interesting. I, I hear you. I hear you. It's it's really because it's like it's it's all a small piece like off to the side, right? Like if you didn't know Boba Fett's story, it's not gonna really change a lot. The fact that you're bridging the gap, so to speak, with with Obi Wan a little bit, it's yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, that's what I love about that. Uh, here I am talking about Star Wars. I'm a huge fan, and I can't think of stuff because I'm not prepared for it. The Mandalorian, 100% Astros. No, the movie that that uh, at the end they're sending up the the plans to the Death Star. Rogue One. Okay. Rogue One was awesome, and that's what I like about it. If you watch Rogue One. And then watch part four right after it. It's so cool. Like, just put them on back to back. It's so cool. Because they send up the plans. And then at the beginning of four, they're get, they got the plans and they put them in the droids. All right. Anyway. Number two. Fair foul. Novelty socks. I have some. So I'll say fair. Okay. Let's do, let's do two. Fair or foul with jean or with pants. And then and then sh- shorts. Would you ever do the novelty socks with shorts? I, I have. Will. I've done it. I will, but but I pick my spots. I don't. I don't just you know. I just willy nilly with with some of the novelty socks. They got to be. There has to be a theme going on with the whole outfit to make it work. What about your, people, What about with pants? Oh, with pants, sure. Because I mean, hundred yeah, percent fair. I might show them a little bit, but I'm not really worried about you know. But it's cool. It's it's so much better than plain black. Who I don't even think anybody does that anymore. Do you wear plain black socks? I do. Oh wow. I mean, I mean, they're Under Armour or Adidas or something like that. But I mean, they're plain outside of the logo. I guess kind of dress. You got to be dressed up a little bit to wear novelty socks in a in a way. Mm -hmm. You can't. I mean, if you have tennis shoes and and jeans and a t shirt on, you kind of look stupid. But I kind of mean, you know, dressing up. It's kind of cool. You like cross your legs and you got some sweet socks on but i have some pineapple socks and i've worn them to the astros game and wore my yuli guriel jersey and it just goes with it but i'm not a huge fan of it i'll do it though but i like novelty socks i think they're pretty cool so i say fair fair both ways i used to be on this kick a long time ago when i was skinny and i was running and my thing was wearing black socks i wore nike shoes and i always wore them black nike socks that was my look and, I, and that was back when I had the, uh, what do they call it, man? The pants with the pockets on the side. I'm, I'm so lost. The cargo pants? Cargo shorts. Yeah, I, I can't wear those now. All right, number three. This is something that I think looks fine on certain people, but not on me. V-neck t-shirts. Fair. Fair. There, I, I Can you pull off a V-neck? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to have the gotta have the traps for it. If you got the traps for it, V-neck looks good. Uh, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I tried. I'm like, I'm going to try those on because it looks kind of cool. Some people pull them off. They look cool. 
So I say fair as far as like people wearing them, if you can pull it off, but foul for me. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> All right, number four, you go to a, a, an Astros game. Is it Astros game or any game? Because this is yours. Leaving early, going to a game and leaving early. So I made it an Astros game. I okay, mean, Astros it, game. You can make it any game. but If it's any game, I'm going to leave early. Because, so I this- mean, I went to Boston. I went to – I watched a game at Yankee Stadium. I didn't stay for it all because the Astros aren't – I don't care who wins. Well, then, I, then it should be an Astros thing. Yeah, let's say Astros game because you're if you go out of town, you're just going to the game to see the stadium. You're already so- like three hours into it. You're not going to stay. Do you care who wins between the Mets and the Blue Jays? No, you don't care. No. So, so let's say me, Astros. So for me, I think it's foul. But I understand I, I understand the people that leave. I feel like there's a there's a threshold, though, right? The game has to be out of commission one way or the other. Either either it's a blowout for, for the Strohs or a blowout against them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it all – I mean, I guess during the week, if you take your kids and they got to go to school and it's kind of running late, but I never leave because I go out of town. I mean, I'm investing my whole day there, and I'm not going to leave early. And I mentioned this before somewhere along the line on this show, but I left early when we got destroyed by the Blue Jays on Father's Day. Because they left uh, – see, here, here I am again. It's the guy they traded for Luke Berryhill, the left-handed pitcher, Sinel Perez. They, okay. they had him in, and he gave up five runs, and they put him back out there the next inning. And I was like, okay, look. <laughs> I know how this story goes. <laughs> look, we're getting demolished. If you're not going to try to win, I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm not going to get home at midnight because you're not going to try to win. So I say it's foul unless the Astros are not trying to win. It just depends. It's your, I'll never do it. I left once and I'll never do it again, but only in if they're not trying to win, then I'll leave. But other than I think they always try to win now. So we were good back then. I mean, it wasn't like it was only two years ago. So, but I don't know. If you're down 12 to zero and a guy gives up five runs, you put him back in, you're not trying to win, dude. You are no. not trying to win. You're trying to save your bullpen and I'm trying to save some sleep. I want to get some sleep. All right. Last one. I think we should say. Oh, let. Oh, I think we should say we'll do it on the next one. All right. We're out of time. We are running out of time. We got less than a minute. But anyway, you got any final thoughts? You got to go fast. Strohs are cooking, man. Keep uh, keep doing what they're doing. Everything will be just fine. I think the Strohs are going to put together a nice little streak. All right. We got Oakland next. Oda Rizzi on Monday to be determined Tuesday and Wednesday. We got- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.